Welcome to Flyover Conservative Podcast with David and Stacy Whited, where we break down current events and examine culture through the lens of conservative Christian values. Something we don't talk about enough is the fact of people are aware we have a, a two-tier justice system, but what's the cause of it? Mm-hmm. Well, the cause of, of the kind of justice, the kind of help, uh, uh, the way the media is going to cover your outcome, your plight, your trial, um, whether they're going to mourn your death or celebrate your death, whether uh, uh, you'll be put in a gold casket or whether you'll be like almost celebrated the weather even way uh, uh, uh joe rogan was with his uh ivermectin use and surviving mm. everything that's talked about in mainstream media and our justice system is going to be run through the filters of 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 your political leanings and how does this narrative affect them it's not truth it's not what you're about it's not it's not what you say being right or wrong it's where do you lean politically and how does it affect the narrative of mainstream media, the current administration, and how they weaponize the levers of of, of power for or against you. Hmm. Um, a character that you may not be aware of, but I began again really diving in deep when I when I was trying to wrap my head around uh, what was going on in Ukraine. We watched Ukraine on fire from Oliver Stone. We we reached Did out several to several interviews with Mel Kay about with, Ukraine. With many mm-hmm. many many interviews there. Understanding the flow of money. We've done deep dives into Hunter Biden's laptop and how this went. And you you know that's searchable. You know now through Marco Polo and the ten percent for the big guy and all these. But before all that was even even just household information. Main you know in in the in the consciousness, there was a gentleman in Ukraine who sort of un unintentionally became an official journalist because he was boots on the ground and had been there for years and years and years, spoke the language. And uh, as an American citizen living in Ukraine, began reporting on what was happening. Mm. He was doing live stream YouTube videos, some of them getting hundreds and hundreds of thousands of views because he was actually saying, hey, this is what you're being told, but this is what's really happening here. He'd go walk on the streets and talk about what he was really seeing and and laying out um, what was knowledge there uh, in 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 country, and it, it ran against the narrative of what they were selling here. Mm. I don't know if he's naturally a Republican or conservative, or some of those things don't matter. If you walk outside and you're in a blizzard and you're reporting, hey, there's a blizzard where I'm at, but everybody in the world wants to think it's sunny and warm where you are, you become a problem. So he was kicked off YouTube. He was clicked off of of every media platform that there is and just kind of found ways and eventually through Twitter could still leak out his message a little tiny bit. I'm going to give you one sample of what went out on a regular basis. And and, and it's a warning. It's a a warning that we're at a fork in the road as a people group. and, And if left unchecked, whether your church stays open because they've been closed in Ukraine, whether you're able to report on things in the media because anything against Zelensky has been squashed. They're in a, they're in a tyrannical, mm-hmm. one-sided government. We're at a fork in the road that says, hey, justice depends on, on whether you align with the powers that be or not. Let me give you one sample of what can get you in trouble if, if the wrong people are in power. This is one clip from Gonzalo Lira. Zelensky and Hunter Biden have a great deal in common. And you should be aware of it. You see, Zelensky, the president of Ukraine, well, the cokehead of Kiev, because he is a cokehead, the cokehead of Kiev is actually a manufactured political figure. He was manufactured by a Ukrainian-Israeli Cypriot 
oligarch called Igor Kolomoisky. Now, Igor Kolomoisky was the man who owns One Plus One Media here in Ukraine. And One Plus One Media is the company that financed and produced the TV show Servant of the People. And Servant of the People hired Zelensky, a well-known actor in Ukraine, an actor with zero political experience or even any political interest. Well, they hired him to play the role of the president in this show, Servant of the People. Now, Servant of the People had huge ratings, but a lot of people say that it was really weird the amount of propaganda and PR that was done for the show. It was disproportionate to any other show of any channel. The amount of PR, positive press, and all the rest of it, it was really pushed on the people. Some people say it was completely astroturfed. Some people who know uh, how to speak Ukrainian and who have watched the show have told me that it's a mildly enjoyable show, but no big deal. But anyway, the show was hugely popular. And it ran from 2015 to 2018. And almost seamlessly, Kolomoisky, the oligarch, created a party called Servant of the People, same name as the TV show. And their candidate was Zelensky, a man with no previous political experience and indeed no previous political interest. And Kolomoisky financed Zelensky to the point that Zelensky today is a billionaire. How many actors do you know are billionaires? Hmm? I mean, I don't think that Tom Cruise is a billionaire and he's the most successful actor in the world, if he's just an actor. Hmm? Zelensky is more than just an actor. Hmm? He's the finger puppet of Kolomoisky, this oligarch. And do you know who Kolomoisky also financed to the tune of $50,000 a month, plus additional benefits of different sorts? Hunter Biden, yes. In 2014, Burisma, the Ukrainian oil company, gas company, excuse me, hired Hunter Biden to be on its board of directors to the tune of $50,000 a month. Who do you think controls Burisma? Kolomoisky, the same guy who manufactured Zelensky as president of Ukraine. Yeah, I bet you didn't know that. Hmm? Zelensky and Hunter Biden are spiritual cousins. They are bankrolled by the same guy. It's funny because both of them have uh, drug addictions, pretty serious ones. Hmm? Both of them get their money from Kolomoisky, and both of them are intimately involved in Ukraine. But here's the difference, of course. Zelensky doesn't have a dad who's president of the United States, now does he? Why do you think the White House, the United States, is freaking out so badly over Ukraine? Mm -hmm. In Ukraine, there are all kinds of secrets. In Ukraine, well, see, the more unsavory people in the Washington establishment have used Ukraine as their private piggy bank to the detriment of the Ukrainian people. They have financially raped Ukraine, stripping it, of monies and assets, monies and assets needed by the people of Ukraine. And this is part of the reason that Ukraine is one of the poorest countries in Europe, if not the poorest country in Europe, because of the corruption, because of how Westerners have exploited it, Western politicians have exploited it. 
Hunter Biden, $50,000 a month. And you say to yourself, well, 50,000 isn't that much. Yeah, but you know, $50,000 a year is the medium household income in the United States. In Ukraine, a much poorer country, $50,000 a year would easily uh, solve the problems of a good four or five families in Ukraine, the financial problems of those four or five families in Ukraine for a year. And Hunter Biden was getting that money per month just for himself. Although, of course, in the Hunter Biden emails, there's talk that seems to be true that the old man would get a 10% kickback of whatever Hunter Biden was getting. Hmm? And that was in the uh, laptop. Oh, yeah. Look it up. You don't have to take my word for it. You don't have to take my word for any of what I'm telling you. Hmm? Look it up yourself and you'll find it. It's very easy to find. Kolomoisky, the Ukrainian-Israeli Cypriot oligarch, was financing Zelensky, was financing Joe Biden. God, else, God alone knows who else he was financing. And he was just one. There's a whole rotten bunch of these people here in Ukraine. And they were all busy paying off the West so that they could carry on their little evil deeds and whatnot. Hmm? If you want to know why the West is freaking out over Ukraine, you have to understand that they are all terrified that the truth will come out in Ukraine. Now, Gonzalo Lira went on to do a, a, a live stream video because he was trying to leave the country, explaining his plight and what could happen to him. Tucker Carlson interviewed his father when he went into Ukrainian custody. His father then sadly predicted the torture and death of his own son at the Ukrainian regime if they got their hands on him. Unfortunately, it has been confirmed that Gonzalo Lira has passed. So sad. I, I pulled up an article from Zero Hedge this weekend and and, and saw it and, and 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 clicked on it. And uh, the first the, the first tweet in there confirming the truth and validity of this. Uh, was Brianna Murillo. And I thought, man, we need to break this down for the flyover audience because this is a shot that people need to be aware of no matter what country you, you live in and no matter what your political leanings, you need to know what the temperature is right now. And this tells it all. Let's bring on Brianna Murillo. Pleasure to be with you. It's just such a sad day to have to it talk is. about this. It's no really kidding. No kidding. But that was, I, I tell you, a pretty cool thing to be able to open up Zero Hedge and to see your tweet there. That's pretty incredible. Yeah, yeah. It's really, it's it's incredible, but it's sad that we have to go through this. I mean, obviously, you know, we, we talk about Gonzalo. He was a great journalist. I know a lot of people in the, in the corporate media world tend to debate whether he was a journalist or not, but he was a journalist in the sense that he was reporting the facts from Ukraine. He wasn't bought off by any government. They also like to mislead the audience and say that he was a Russian propagandist. He was not. He spoke the truth. I would often look at his reports and actually verify it with um, CIA experts and ask them what they thought about it. And they said that this is the same exact things that they're hearing on the ground in, in Ukraine. And so ultimately, uh, sadly, uh, he did pass away. He did die looking to see what the circumstances surrounding his death. But his, according to reports, his own father said that he was tortured while in Ukrainian mm. uh, custody. And he called it. I mean, you guys, we were playing you know, a little bit of some of his work before. He called it when he was trying to make his way over to Hungary to seek political asylum. He said that if he doesn't make it there and he ends up in Ukrainian custody again, they're going to kill him. And sadly, that did take place.
That is so sad. You know, and I I think it's really interesting how you brought up, it depends on where you stand politically, oh, yeah. if you're going to be saved or not. You know, Brittany yeah. Grimer, they they saved her. I'm like, yeah. are you kidding me? You know, she was, and she yeah. actually had a crime. She was taking yeah. drugs she, into a country she, she was illegal. Yeah. Yeah, yep. exactly. Exactly. Well, unfortunately, um, Gonzalo wasn't a black lesbian WNBA player. So the Biden regime didn't really prioritize uh, helping getting him out of Ukraine. But ultimately, I mean, talk about like Ukraine is begging us for money in the United States, begging us for money. It would have been as easy as getting on the phone, calling them, telling them to release him immediately, and we'll take custody of him. And ultimately, I've asked the State Department. I mean, that's really where all this comes down to is I've asked the State Department and also Corinne, Corinne Jean-Pierre, the White House press secretary, uh, whether or not the Biden administration even attempted to reach out. Uh, they won't at the White House talk to me. They won't give me any response. But the State Department first handed me a generic statement. It was very just template, right? When you work in media, uh, especially when you work in PR, you tend to have for every question you have already drafted potential response and you give it to those lower level uh, staffers. Ultimately, they sent me a template. And when I first got it, my jaw dropped because it didn't even say Gonzalo's name in it. And so I knew this was a template. I knew this whoever this low level staffer was didn't really put any thought into this and didn't understand what I was asking. And I did something that I normally wouldn't do. I actually went back to the State Department and asked them to revise their comments, and I explained to them why to do so. Unfortunately, the State Department responded to me and said that they weren't. So I published their first response. It was very generic. It didn't answer any of my questions, whether or not they know he's he passed away or not, whether or not uh, if they tried reaching out on his behalf, whether or not they're in talks with his family. Right. They didn't answer any of those questions. And then finally, I did get the response late yesterday evening, pretty much telling me, uh, that they can confirm that he is dead. And it's unfortunate. That was what you saw in the Zero Hedge article was the confirmation that he that mm -hmm. the government knows he's dead. It wouldn't have taken our government any no. any effort at all to get, to get this man out. Ultimately, all they had to do was make a phone call and the Ukrainian government would have handed him over. But they didn't. And they didn't do it because, again, he's somebody who's very outspoken and he often would call Kamala Harris and members of the Biden regime morons. And ultimately, that's what they are. So he's speaking truth yet again. But they don't like it because they're upset. It hurt their feelings, and they allowed him to die in jail. Ultimately, again, I did reach out again to the State Department, and I asked them. I followed up four times asking this very specific question. You knew he was being detained. He's been there for months now. Did you ever reach out to the Ukrainian government to get him out? And again, this morning, they would not confirm or deny whether they even made it in a single attempt. They said that they're talking to the family but we saw his father speaking on Tucker Carlson last month, saying that everyone even at the embassy is ignoring their yep. family members. They're trying to get a hold of him. So ultimately, we're only left to assume that our own uh, State Department, the Biden regime, literally let this man die in jail because they don't like the things he said online. And it's meant to scare the crap out of all of us. It's meant to scare me, an independent journalist who goes out and asks these questions and reports on the truth. Uh, but it's against their narrative. It's meant to scare you, the audience, into thinking that uh, you have to comply with their messaging. And it's it's horrifying that we're at this time in our lives. And then right before I kick this back to you guys, I also wanted to add, uh, I'm disappointed in the mainstream media. I know we shouldn't really have much in the way of standards for them. We shouldn't really think much of them these days. But I ultimately wanted to see, a lot of them are outspoken when it came to uh, other journalists who were killed overseas. And they covered it around the clock. Uh, so I wanted to see why they haven't covered it. So I reached out to Fox News, CBS News, CNN, MSNBC, The Wall Street Journal, The uh, Wall Street um, WAPO, New York Times, and ABC News. And guess what? 
nobody responded. So ultimately, wow. they're not even covering this. They're pretending like none of this happened. Mm-hmm. And they're all complicit in the death of an American journalist who was simply reporting the facts that they seem to dispute. But ultimately, nobody cares. And that's what the scariest part in all of us. It really well, is. Well, because he it, it points out this is another vulnerability when, when you have a stolen election. And it's another vulnerability uh, when the leader, person in the, in the White House, uh, has a son with, with this addiction history and yeah. compromised history of financial dealings. It's, yeah. it's anybody that speaks out against that, they're vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. it, it's, it's this, it's history of, of over the weekend, you got, you got pro Hamas, uh, protesters, mm-hmm. uh, violating or harming police, smashing through barriers at the white house. And mm-hmm. not one arrest is made. Not one yeah. arrest is made in the, over the course of the weekend. New York Times does not even mention that this mm-hmm. has taken place at the White House. And so whether you're arrested, whether you're hounded, what it depends on what your political leanings are. That's the world that we're in right now, and it's led by the United States. It's magnified by this current administration is you're going to be held accountable based on your politics, not your actions. And that's yeah. that's the scary part of our, of our yeah. situation. Do you want to play the last video that um, that he made? Yeah, let's do this. We could play the one where he's he's leaving the country. He's trying to get out. Um, yeah. If I know about this in Lee Summit, Missouri, I know he's trying to get out of Ukraine. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. I'm sure the Biden administration uh, knew about this, and they could have made an ounce mm-hmm. of effort. Let's let's play this last the last clip from him. Um, I'm going to be tried on Wednesday, August second, the day after tomorrow, as a matter of fact. Um, I posted both the original Ukraine language version and the uh, translation. The translation was by the court-appointed translator, so I have no idea if it's accurate or not. Those of you who speak Ukraine will be able to uh, give a better sense as to whether that, um, that translation is accurate, but that's besides the point. I put up the entire indictment in both the original and the translation so that you can see exactly what I was charged with and imprisoned for. Now, the charges are very serious because the penalty is five to eight years in a prison labor camp. I'm 55 years old. And some of you may know, I have a fairly serious heart condition. I'm not gonna survive five to eight years. And I've already been told uh, by uh, people who would know that I will be found guilty. And because of circumstances, um, it would be convenient for me to serve out that sentence, for me to basically disappear. Mm-hmm. Disappear in a prison labor camp and, um, you know, potentially die there, you know, either naturally or. So wow. they, they clearly knew what he was trying to do. And um, that was his last plea for help. Um, yeah. We'll kind of turn this over to you. I appreciate your work because you do something that's that's kind of gone away in journalism. You're like the last kind of Laura Laura Logan. You're the, you know, that actually is going to do the work Mm -hmm. and report truth. And I thank you for doing that because you're kicking over the rocks and doing the work that that those mainstream media outlets are not. Yeah, it's sad though, right? Like if this shouldn't Mm -hmm. be taking place, I should actually be. And that's why when I saw that I was the first one to confirm, sadly to confirm his passing, I was shocked because ultimately, I mean, we're talking this was two days old, the story already, and I was the first one to confirm it with the State Department. How is that possible? And then after reaching out to all these media outlets, I realized none of them are even competing with me for the details regarding this story. And so ultimately, 
it, it, it's sad. I mean, I've worked in media for years now and you're always competing with other journalists to see who could get it first. But this is like a one man's race at this point, mm-hmm. which is heartbreaking. And ultimately, you know, the State Department doesn't want to say whether or not they were uh, looking to help this family out and get their son out of of Ukraine. And I think that's heartbreaking. But they can't run from the truth. Listen, we're going to we're going to submit FOIA requests. We're going to we're going to look for their communications. And ultimately, um, if they don't hand it over, we're going to sue them because this is ridiculous. The fact of the matter is this would have been the easiest thing for the Biden administration to do. And it looks like they just chose not to do anything. And no American, regardless of your political views, no American should die because the current administration doesn't agree with your beliefs. I don't care what side of the spectrum you're on when it comes to politics. And ultimately, you know, you, you mentioned Brittany Griner. It's disgusting that a woman who is a black lesbian WNBA player is traded for a war criminal and given back mm-hmm. to Russia so they could commit more atrocities. But ultimately, this man who would have taken nothing. I mean, we've already given them billions of our dollars to Ukraine. There's no there's no reason why this was not something that should have been on their radar to do. And it would have required the bare minimum work. But again, it just reminds us all, you know, when you're traveling overseas or if you're in a district that like a blue district or anything, you're really at risk because nobody in this administration will have any empathy to come help you if something bad were to happen to you. Do you think this has anything to do with some of the higher ups that their kids, that that's their piggy bank? is Ukraine, that they were like, okay, we're just not going to even step in there and deal with this at all? Possibly. I mean, they're all financially invested in this, right? When we look at uh, the money that's gone missing, right? The money that they can't seem to track. You have to wonder why, first off, we have to wonder why all these American politicians, both sides, Democrats Mm -hmm. and Republicans, have been heading to Ukraine. They always seem to somehow get into a war zone where there's no U.S. military presence there, which is so strange why we continue to send our politicians there. Because God forbid if Russia were to strike down their plane or take down somehow take down their plane or or do an airstrike on Kiev while they're all there, we'd then be going to war with Russia. And that'd be Mm -hmm. a massive, massive situation. But for some reason, they all risk their lives to go there. Regardless, I mean, we have Zoom. They don't have mm-hmm. to physically be there, right. but they're all they're all getting there. They're all coming there. I always joke we should weigh the planes when they fly in, weigh the, pla- the planes when they go back, because I bet you there's something on those planes that they don't want you to find out about. It's <sighs> a really great point. Well, I'm glad we got you. Then you're going to keep kicking this mm-hmm. over. You cover these things every single night on the Brown Amarillo Show. Thank you for taking your time uh, to to share this for all the work that you do. Yeah, to follow this case, Flyover Family, continue to follow Brianna at BriannaMorello.com. Go there. You can find her Rumble channel and her ex as well. So Brianna Morello, B-R-E-A-N-N-A-M-O-R-E-L-L-O. Com. Brianna, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate your help. This is a crazy time to be alive. Well, just in our lifetime, it used to be where you'd hear your grandparents talk about how cheap gas was and stuff. And it was 75 years before, 50 years you yeah. know, before. And so we've seen a lot of changes since Biden took office. $700 more a month. Than what you needed in January of 21 when he took office. You might hear these kind of things and think, oh, that's overwhelming. I can't control the government. I can't control what they're doing. I can't control the spending. But we can take care of ourselves. You want to make sure that you're buying bullion from somebody that you can trust and someone that does not charge you a commission when you go to sell. If there's going to be a commission, have it on the front end, not the back end when it skyrockets. And now you're like, oh my gosh, look at this big, huge commission I got to pay because it's on the back end before I sell it. You can buy an ounce of silver for $23. So this is something everybody can get into. And if silver goes to $50, if it goes to 75, if it goes to 100, all of those profits are yours. And that's happening while 
the dollar is buying less and less at the actual grocery store. So you can go to flyovergold.com, fill out your information. When you do that, someone from Dr. Kirk's team will get a hold of you to set up a free consultation. It doesn't cost you any money whatsoever. Or to do the same thing, you can just call 720-605-3900. All right, Flyover family. My name is Avery Whited. I'm the daughter of David and Stacy. I'm just moving in, so I had to get an order for my pillow and get the things that I needed. So, let's look inside. I got some... My pillow, uh, towels, kitchen towels. I got some of their Giza sheets. Now, I've never actually been able to use them, but I've heard amazing things from my parents about them. And last but not least, something for Charlie. Hey, dog bed. All right, Charlie, let's go put this in the dryer and flip it up for you. Come on, buddy. Nice and warm and fluffy. Perfect for my little guy. Come here, Charlie. All right, if you want to get your own products, go to mypillow.com and use promo code FLYOVER to save up to 66% off. Looks like you've been sleeping well. Megan, he's back. The my pillow guy. And you're looking good. He's still feeling good. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, we've got the best pillow ever, my pillow 2.0. When I invented my pillow, it had everything you'd ever want in a pillow. Well, now there's new technology that makes it even better. My pillow 2.0 has my patented fill combined with a cooling fabric with temperature regulating thread. My pillow 2.0 is truly the next generation of my pillow. The best sleep just got even better. Whether you have a MyPillow or not, you need to get the brand new MyPillow 2.0. Call or go to MyPillow.com now. Use your promo code, and for a limited time when you buy one, you'll get a second one absolutely free. You're sleeping even better. And cooler, too. And you're looking good. Feeling good. I knew you would. Visit MyPillow.com. For more great content, go to flyoverconservatives.com.